Hey everyone, I'm Amadal Yakbar and this is See Something Say Something. This week we have some of our faves on to do a pop culture grab bag. We're going to be talking about people's weird thirst for Avengers Infinity War's main villain. Thanos, in every fucking way, is a bad option. The new worlds of online dating. Actually trying yeah, to express actually, interest Actually, I think Muslims invented orbiting. And of course, the emergence of new photos of Zayn Malik and Gigi Hadid canoodling. Get into your mom's WhatsApp chain and pray for Gigi and Zayn to get back together, okay? If you see something, you better, you better say something. Nothing at all, nothing at all. So we have some more faves from BuzzFeed. We've got Bim Addo and me, who Hi. is the co-host of Thursday Kit and senior culture writer here. And we've got Thabir Akhtar, who's like, you know, our goth auntie here at BuzzFeed. Yes, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good. Very good. Um, so uh, before we say anything, I have something to announce with BIM, which Yay. you might have seen if you're on our timeline, Yay. which is that BuzzFeed News is doing a Netflix show called Yay. Follow This. <laughs> which uh, I don't know about you, BIM, but I've been like just holding it in and not trying to tweet. Yeah. vaguely about it for it's, the last couple months. It's been very difficult. It's been like nine years of secret keeping and I am worm tongue and I'm about to give it away Harry Potter style. <laughs> it's like, oh, just whatever. Call Voldemort. It's fine. But no, finally we can say stuff about it. Yeah. Finally. And that is... Well, we can't tell we, you what we're working on. No, but we can say we're in it. Exactly. Yes. So uh, Tell us more. I think like one season at least for now, 20 episodes. Uh -huh. um, it's a mini documentary. Exactly. And in every episode, a reporter uh, basically takes on a story and explores what it means. And the idea is these stories are very much kind of indicative mm. of the world that we currently live in right. and the cultures that we are also living. Right. So we've uh, been working hard on that. And I thought it would be a good time to have some friends on and just talk about like how horrible the world is. Yeah. Good timing. Good timing. <laughs> Everything is truly trash. So, yeah, this particular week has been really hard on the timeline. Um, you know, Michelle Wolf had her White House correspondent dinner. Mm. And people were um, mad at her for making comments about uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders' appearance, even though Donald Trump has said multiple things about right. women's appearances. So the conversation around that was horrifying. Yeah. Kanye West came back on, had some vague toots about philosophy. It was all right for a second. I was like, all right, I guess this is okay. Then he started getting real weird, started mm -hmm. wearing a uh, Make America Great Again hat. Just recently, as of this recording, said slavery was a choice. It's yeah. real bad. The internet mm. is real bad. Also, I want to say very quickly, at no point did Michelle Wolf actually make any comments right. about... No, she did not. She didn't talk about her appearance. I actually really like Sarah. I think she's very resourceful. Like, she burns facts, and then she uses that ash to create a perfect smoky eye. Like, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's lies. Like, people are being willfully really foolish and just, ugh, I'm just, I'm, I'm so done. I'm done. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, I don't know what's happening. The simulation is cracking. Everything about what I think should be good is bad. And nobody seems to understand what is really reality and what's not. Um, and everyone is canceled. So yeah. if you were to move to a desert island, get away from all this trash. Just imagine the serenity, okay? I'm Bim's there. closing her eyes because she's, she's there. I'm there. Who is the person out there in pop culture who's still good, who's worth saving, mm. that you would take with you to that desert island and the one object you would take with you when you unplug? 
Just want everyone to know that Bim is wearing this amazingly <laughs> delicious peach lotion. It's, it's helping me take, it's taking me to this island. Right now. Where guy, Twitter doesn't exist. The thing is, I put on that lotion precisely to help with this assignment. <laughs> so I'm glad to be of service. Tabir, who would you be your person and object that you would take to the island? Um, for my object, I would take chapstick. Mm, look at that. It's a healing object. We love a beauty blogger, yes. We love. <laughs> um, and it's also multi-purpose, multi-use. Mm, mm. I don't think I'll be getting ashy on this island, but... Just in case. And just in case. <laughs> and There's the, coconuts, all right? You can get some of them. Make your own oil. Yes. That's fair. Get back in touch with nature. Cold-pressed by hand. Yeah, There's organic. nothing that chapstick can't solve. Um... And for the person, for the celebrity, I think I would take Chris Evans. <gasps> Bitch, that's who I'm going to take. Yes. Okay, let me tell you Increasingly, why. Increasingly, I'm thinking I might also take Maybe him. Maybe we should just all get on the same boat. Yes. I think let's do that. Let's do uh, let's, that. Uh, just the three of us and Chris Evans? Yeah. yeah. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so our producer Megan asked me, like, with beard, with mustache, without beard or mm. mustache? So this is my reasoning. This is my logic. Go on. Chris Evans without a beard or mustache. Okay. Because we'll be on this island for a while. Mm. I need to sort of... Develop interest. Mm. So we'll have a mustache at first. We'll explore that. <laughs> we'll explore that, she <laughs> says. Then I'll have capsic. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. And then the beard will grow and grow and grow. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure how long we're on this island because things have been bad for a really long time and they don't seem like they're getting any better. No, they don't. I don't even think two years is going to do it. I mean, I'm willing to <laughs> volunteer as tribute. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah, that's a solid That's solid reasoning. I like it. Yeah, Why do we like him so much? Is he? Is there no secret problematic side to him? I also God, I am not. increasingly just like so compelled by him because I rewatched... All of the Marvel movies, yeah. and he is before watching Infinity War, and he just, la, la, just... La, 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 don't talk to me about Infinity War. Okay, don't we, worry, we, we, we won't. We won't. But he he can amazing. act it out on the island. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> you can get like masterpiece theater every night. That's what we were missing. Exactly. Just like some real one-on-one audience participation theater. Yes. And Chris is the person to develop it. I went to see him in Lobby Hero on Broadway. Oh, right. Because yeah. he's in New York. Yeah, he, he is in New York. Sadly, we have not hung out. Um, <laughs> it's okay. You got his number. You <laughs> called him. I spoke to him. What am I even saying? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about this. It's I, fine. Uh, it's fine because I never have forgotten. So don't worry. I'm remembering it wholesale for the both of us. I'm I, blushing <laughs> right now thinking about that interview. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I, I I still feel like I'm I'm just trying to pull a fast one over on people. Um, oh, come on, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, hey, listen, you don't know what I look like first thing in the morning. It's rough. <laughs> it's. I mean, um, I, I I literally haven't seen that, but I find that very difficult to believe. <laughs> well, you're very sweet. I also re-listened to it, and I'm like, wow, he's just so pure. And that's why we want him on the island, because he seems like a genuinely nice and sincere and just a kind person. And in this particular climate, all I want is a kind person who, you know, is thoughtful <laughs> and thinks and reads and likes space. Like, we can go stargazing, me and Chris. Yes. Just two pals on a beach watching the stars farm. But, 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 um, my object, I think, would be a, a book of plays. Mm. Uh, in particular, uh, plays by Lynn Nottage, who I am really into at the moment. And I feel much like to be at the time will come when, you know, 
we'll run out of certain options. And I'll be like, do you know what I could really do with right now? A one man performance of a Lynn Nottage play. Go. And Chris, wanting to please me because he's such a nice person. And he would and he'd be like, Oh, what do you want me to act? And I'd be like, Well, it's funny you should ask, because I've got this book of Lynn Nottage plays, you know, two time Pulitzer winning playwright. Why don't you acquaint yourself with this work and pick a play, any play, and then we'd have entertainment for like you said, we don't know how long we're gonna be on this island. I feel like he could become very well versed in the work of Lynn Nottage. And also he's open to stuff. Like, yeah, do some plays by a black woman playwright. Expand your mind, Chris. You seem like someone who's looking to do that. So that's that's where I'm at right now. What a BIM answer. So intelligent. <laughs> full of death. And I'm like, I'll bring cherry chaps. <laughs> also, she's like somehow t- like expanding Chris. Yeah, like, like You're coming here There's to learn from me, on Chris, island. on this island, okay? You're benefiting from coming <laughs> with me, not vice versa. No, I'm benefiting from him too because shout out to the beard. Like, it does its own work, okay? God bless the beard. You've just published a piece about uh, romance novels, right, Bim? Yes, I just wrote a piece about um, one author, one senior editor, and one art director um, at one publishing house here in Manhattan. And um, they're all black women, which is, if you know anything about the publishing world, you will understand that that is rare as fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was my pleasure and my honor to kind of talk to these women about how they go about navigating such a white, uh, straight, you know, I mean, still quite female, but, you know, there are some very marked differences. Right. And they were great. So I spoke to the author, um, Alyssa Cole, who has written uh, this series, which is what I was writing about, uh, called The Loyal League. And it's set during the Civil War in America. And all her characters, in terms of like the, the main heroine or the main hero, are people of color. They're all black. Um, and, you know, the covers of the, of the books, which is, again, art directed by Chris Noble, who is the art director at Kensington, they're just these beautiful covers and they have like these beautiful models and just oh so be- she was saying stuff like you know she thinks about everything from the color of the ribbon in the in the model's hair to like the background to like you know period things like having the correct eyebrows because mm-hmm. obviously trends change and these are things you never think about but it's right. literally Chris's job to think about this stuff and it's wonderful to be because I love romance novels like I'm a cheese ball who enjoys knowing the outcome of something and the outcome right. is never because people go oh it's also predictable and I'm like that's not the point the point is the journey right all this to say i've really been thinking about romance in general but also very specifically romance writing because i think for many people there is like a ghettoization of romance as a genre it's for you know silly women who have Mm. like empty Mm. brains and don't want to think about the real world Mm. i find romance and rom-coms and all that stuff i find that to be like the most human genre there is because it basically represents hope like triumphing of like good over evil despite experience telling us lol evil often wins and it's kind of like it's fine sometimes love wins and i i find that to be for me anyway that's the most human emotion right Right. this idea of reckless foolish hope In light of all the bad shit that we know can happen and we still go on hoping, we're still here kind of like, come on, come on. And then romance gives you that, like, here you go, a little tiny reward in basically a third of a life. Here you go. Have some romance. Have some joy. Have some hope. Which we really need today. Nowadays. I mean... If you can have hope in other individual relationships and love. Right. It's not going to heal the rest of the stuff. No. But it's nice to have some of the hope, you know. Right, those, you get to come home. Moments. Exactly. You come home away from the shit. And it's kind of like, at least in this tiny bubble, there is a haven where I can just enjoy the good parts of life. Right. That's what I love. Dabi, are you into romance novels at all? I'm not, but 
I meant to Jane the Virgin. <laughs> and that <laughs> is a fucking that. romance novel. So, yes. It really is. It actually is hugely about that. Uh, I am just doing this new thing mm-hmm. where I do not binge. I just watch when I have time what's interesting to me. Ooh, and smart. it's I'm just loving slowly making my way through Jane the Virgin. Oh, it's yeah, such a brilliant it. show. I'm only not I'm not even done with the first season, actually. And I love it. Tell me more about preferably without spoilers. Yes. What's going on with Jane the Virgin right now? So this it's in, it just finished its fourth season, and yeah. it was a very very intense season finale. I will not say anything about it, but it just made me think of what when Bim said, like people do seem to make, you know, they think that people who like romance novels are silly or just mm-hmm. not intelligent or, you know. Jane the Virgin is such a well done show. Yes. Like a, apart from the stories and all that, just right. like it is so amazingly, like, it's so well done. Like the they're way balancing they, so much stuff, so much, so much, and they circle back and and just like the narrator, the characters. First of all, any TV show that gives me a grandparent in the oh, cast, oh yeah, I'm in. Abuela. I'm in. She's I'm, my abuela too, by the way. I love Abuela, um, but it's it's she such a good show. She always speaks in Spanish. I love that. I That's love the best it. thing. I love it. As a, like as a child of immigrants, I'm like, yeah. My grandmother only spoke in Yoruba, and she had about four words of English. And then she'd like basically call us over with the four words in English, and then we'd all just stare at one another, like, all right. And then she'd be like, oh well, then start speaking Yoruba, and I love that so much. Yeah, Abuela, she reminds me of my grandma. Mm. And I love how Jane sometimes responds in Spanish, and sometimes she doesn't, mm-hmm, because that's mm-hmm. so real too. So where it's real. like, mm-hmm. oh. Y saliste embarazada. Ay. Entonces, esto es uno de esos momentos en que nuestra fe... Abuela, please. Tienes que escuchar esto. No, but I know how you feel. No, no sabes esto. Um, I'm going to take a pivot here, mm-hmm. and I want to know what Bim thinks about people who are Team Thanos from Avengers Infinity War. All right, listen. Thanos being the villain with the testicular chin. I mean... (laughs) Purple testicular chin. Can I just say... um, People want to fuck him, right? And that's my thing. So, listen. The genre of monster fuckers is known and established, okay? People want to fuck the Babadook. People want to fuck Pennywise from It. There's any number of monsters in the world that people are kind of like, ooh, yeah. Which, listen, there is a lid for every pot, as we say on Thursday, Kit. We never want to yuck anyone's yum. Having said that, if you fancy Thanos, what the fuck is wrong with you, you fucking weirdos? Listen, that man is genocidal. That's all you need to know. That's not even a spoiler. He's a bad man who kills people. I shall honor our agreement, Kree, if you bring me the order. But return to me again empty-handed, and I will bathe the stallways in your blood. He's a bad, he's not even a man. He's a bad purple thing with, like you said, a testicular chin. But let's take that off of him. Oh my God. What if he's not a genocidal and he's just like. He's still a large purple a thing. Thick daddy. No, no, not a thick. How day. Thick it, daddy? The moment I saw him, I, 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 I thought, like, that's a thick daddy right there. Oh my it's God. A thick chin. It, that's I, what it is. That's... In many ways, we have given a pass to too much nonsense. And that's why, like, I, I mean, I tweeted about this and it's like, I can't believe. There are out there are people out in the world. There is a I would fuck Thanos lobby on the internet and beyond, and that's their sole reason for existing. Like they exist to kind of argue for the right to fornicate with Thanos. I cannot believe this, and I am 
But I'm surprised that you feel this way because I feel like your podcast, Thirst Aid Kit, is very much about the you know women's right to thirst about about One, men and objectify 100%. them. One hundred percent. However, without some op- judgment. However, some opinions are wrong, <laughs> and I will judge the fuck yeah. out of them. And Thanos, in every fucking way, is a bad option. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> I feel, like a te- I feel like a teacher shouting at a very unruly, disobedient <laughs> class. What is wrong with you children? Come on. Everyone's in a timeout. <laughs> right. No Desert Island for you. No Chris Evans for you. Um, we have one last thing that you guys mentioned that you wanted to talk about. Dabir, can you tell us about orbiting, this oh, new God. term orbiting? Oh, I'm intrigued. Oh, I don't God. know what that is. <clears throat> okay, so I just saw this online today. Because, again, I've tried to stay offline as much as I can. But, smart, smart. Um, so orbiting... Unlike ghosting, mm. is someone who basically doesn't talk to you anymore, but they still interact with your social media content mm. and your social media presence. Tell me more. Slightly like lurking. Okay, this went down a rabbit hole because I was like, what is the difference? How is it different from ghosting? Ghosting, that person just disappears. They just stop talking to you. Mm. And you don't see them. You don't see them. You mm-hmm. don't interact with them. You don't, they're just like completely wiped off the place of the planet. Mm-hmm. Orbiting is they're still circling around your planet. Mm. They're keeping you as an option. That's right. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like they're like a satellite, just they're kind a satellite. of orbiting. Like they, 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 they can come back in closer. They can move far out, uh-huh. and then you're like, okay, but you're still looking at my stuff. What does this mean? It's very confusing. It's mm. a mind fuck. Then there's something called benching. <laughs> Wow! What? Do you know I, what? Dating is a as a whole. Well, humanity system. is not. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe Thanos had the right idea. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But um, then there's something called benching, which is the sports metaphor. I don't know much about sports, but mm-hmm. it's like you literally, you're not a good player right now. Mm-hmm. So they'll put you on the bench until later. That's what I understood benching yeah, to be yeah, in sports. Yeah. So that's basically what you do with people, which is wow. so fucked up again. Mm. And that like, <laughs> you're not really like an option for me right now in this time. But, but I want to like, keep you around. I'll keep you around. Wow. Then there's something called breadcrumbing. Oh, my God. <laughs> the taxonomy of yes. ghosting. Um, breadcrumbing is basically like, it's, it's it's exactly what it sounds like, where you like drop little, little sexy, sexy, <laughs> sexy <laughs> tweets or messages and you lure someone in very, very evilly. What in the uh, Hansel evilly. and Gretel? Evilly. How would you contrast that with thirst trapping? Isn't that very similar? No, but it's like, oh, I'm interested. I'm interested. So basically, I think it's like breadcrumbing, and I'm doing a very specific hand motion right now. Yes, you are. You look like a cartoon (laughs) witch. I love it. (laughs) It's exactly what people do. It's like, it's a Hansel and Gretel sort of situation. Right. Where they like, they like uh, message you, they they prompt you, and you think they're interested. Mm. And then some sort of action happens. They either ghost, bench. Or orbit. Wow. <laughs> Afterwards. Wow. How do we how do we flush out these known demons in our midst? We need a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> All right. There is one in every generation. Amen. Bring back Buffy. Wow. It, it's so pa- like it makes me feel like this whole damn thing is a panopticon. You know what I mean? Like oh, you're panopticon. Just, which, good word. Good word. You know, you're all being seen and seeing each other, uh-huh. and you cannot get out of it. Yeah. Like it's not like you could. I also think you know what's scary. Sometimes you may not even realize you're doing it. I think oh I've God. actually orbited people. Yeah. And oh I didn't God. realize it. 
Yeah, I think that's a We're big thing. We're all stuck. Ah, I'm going to go look at my Instagram stories and see who's orbiting right now. That's Because honestly, I I mean, I, you know, I'm married, I guess, but I don't have any... That's true. I don't have any compulsion with clicking oh, on Oh, Ahmed, so many of your problems disappeared I the know. minute you got married. I got to <laughs> oh, tell you. It. I got to tell you. Shout out to your beautiful spouse. Like, have because, you been a wow. victim of breadcrumbing? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I, I miss the whole internet just, yeah. like, romance thing Truly, completely. count yourself lucky because at this point, I keep thinking to myself, wow, wow, I should have joined a nunnery. It's a special mm. kind of hellscape within yes. this huge pocket of the internet. Yes. Like, it's everything is yes. turd-like, yes. and then there's like a special nugget yes. of turd. It's a little dingleberry. It, it feels it's, like these yeah. terms you've described are all dingleberry. I'm so sorry. sorry. I had to this say is like it. A, this is like the most like Midwestern thing I've ever, like, ever mm. heard you say. Yeah, I, happy to help. <laughs> um, it feels like very Instagram and Twitter specific. Am I wrong? Yeah, it seems to be happening a lot on Instagram. Mm. Um, Insta's where just it's emerged yeah. as like a dating app, but yeah. it's not actually dating. It seems like a breadcrumbing, blanching, fucking coding, I don't know what yeah. other terms will emerge from this fucking awful place, but it seems to be on Instagram. Especially fascinating with like Muslim couples on mm. there because it is real ambiguous when somebody right. is actually trying yeah. to express actually, interest Actually, I think Muslims invented orbiting. Of course <laughs> they did. <laughs> of course they did. Yes, we, yeah. we invented algebra. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the number zero. Zero and orbiting. <laughs> and orbiting. Please add that to the, the to list the of our achievements. Listen, I'm here for Muslim History Month. Like, uh, excuse me, I think you'll find we made orbiting. Thank you. I'm actually incredibly proud of us. Good job, everyone. Yeah, good for us. Good Thank job. You. <laughs> Collectively, we're adding to the culture. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I've been orbited, but I will do a freaking deep dive and come circle back. I will. <laughs> I th- circle back. I, think, I love it. I think I might have done it also. Wow. I don't know. I believe it. It's really bad. It be your own self. <laughs> or it just feels like it's it's like uh, inevitable. Right. Yeah. Such is the way of the inevitable. world now. There's nothing you the can't avoid your is, own bad behavior. It's a close. The loop. call is coming from inside the house. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Time is a flat circle. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely, true detective. Yes. Please giving me, me give me more metaphors for the timeline here. I just <laughs> will just eat him, eating them up. Uh, Thabir, where can people find you and your work? Not on Twitter because <laughs> I don't tweet. Um, and also, if you're planning on orbiting me on Instagram, don't follow me there either. <laughs> don't follow my, any of my us. My island address is 555 Beautiful Island, Bahamas 11218. Nice. How about you, Bim? <laughs> uh, you can find me. <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't be giving out any of our information. No, we shouldn't. It's only going to encourage a whole lun- uh, a whole lot of benching, and we don't want that. Um, or breadcrumbing. Or both. Or both. Oh, my God. It's a chronic case. Um, I'm on the internet, but much like to be don't follow me. There's no need. No, you can find me on BuzzFeed.com, the website, obviously. And Thursday Kit. And your Thursday amazing Kit podcast. on our amazing podcast, Thursday Kit. Also, come the summer, you can find both me and Ahmed on, on Netflix. Netflix. Yay! Yay! <laughs> So, some big news. Uh, Zayn Malik and Gigi Hadid are maybe back together. I don't really know what's going on. So, to help me understand is Sarah Yassin. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Um, you actually wrote a whole essay about why you love Zayn and Gigi so much together. Yeah, I wrote that right after they broke up. And um, now that they've been spotted canoodling, 
That's um, the official paparazzo word for it, isn't it? Yes. I've never used that in real life. It's Well, it canoodling is the perfect term for like, we don't know what kind of engagement is happening, but like this is kind of vague and it's dark. Um, in their case, it was... <laughs> it, <laughs> In their case, it was broad daylight in New York City, and they were they were kissing. And so, you know, we don't know for sure if they're back together, but it was some pretty exciting news given the fact that their breakup was depressing. So I know you're an expert on this topic because not only have you written an essay on it, you were also one of the panelists on our previous episode about Zayn Malik. So why do Zayn and Gigi matter to you so much? Um, I mean, I really liked them as a couple because I came from a really tight-knit Palestinian and Muslim community, and seeing them together was just the normalization of kind of those identities. And obviously, it doesn't save the world. It doesn't fix everything. Mm -hmm, And it's mm -hmm. not like a huge boundary that's been broken. But it was really cool to just see kind of here are these celebrities that happen to have these identities that I could relate to that are just famous and doing their thing. And so that was always fun to see in their relationship and like even things like them taking pictures on Eid, even though, you know, they're clearly both like pretty secular. So Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, it was like cool to see. It was like, all right, I'm in the in crown for once. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's striking that they like never posited themselves as anything other than like Two Muslim people who happen to be in love. Two Muslimish yeah. people, you know, who yeah. are like comfortable in their identity. You know, the threads were there if you were looking for it, but they weren't like necessarily, you know, making it their thing. They're, they were like a really good kind of blank slate for like us projecting a lot of our ideas onto them, which is really cool. Like how many times do you see celebrities that get really famous and, you know, people are super thirsty about them that are named Zayn Malik? Like that never happens. Yeah. How would you compare it to like your relationship to other boy bands or celebrity relationships? So I've, I, when I was a kid, you could pretty much throw any boy band my way and I'd be like, yep, I'm into it. <laughs> Obviously, my favorite was always Justin Randall Timberlake. His middle name is Randall. <laughs> it is Randall. You're full of the facts. Anyways, in comparison to other like boy banders, I think the thing that was really interesting about Zayn was that, you know, when I was a kid even... I couldn't like fully articulate it, but I had this question that was always lingering in my head where I was like, what would this person think of having a Muslim fan? Like, what would this person think of me? Are these people racist? Like, would they accept me? And it's really strange to be so like thirsty for someone and then like simultaneously going, hmm, is he going to think I'm like an abomination? And I think about that in comparison to someone like Zane who you know, he can't escape the racism mm-hmm. that comes from his own position. And it does seem like he like he's really thoughtful about it. You know, he has opened up about, you know, being profiled at the beginning of right. One Direction's fame and that right. kind of thing. And being a Pakistani in the UK is like especially a, a very racialized thing. Like one of the worst terms that you can be called yeah. as a slur is Paki in, yeah. in Britain, which is something that a lot of U.S. people don't feel like is a slur. They don't hear it as such. But in the U.K., that's a massive slur. Yeah. I mean, boy bands are are literally created to cater to, like, they're, they're basically, like, big ads, right? right. Like, like it, I was watching something and where, like, Lou Pearlman was talking about when he was building Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and these boy bands. Like, he was, like, sitting there, like, focus grouping teenage girls, right? So it's, like, boy bands are are projects to like feed off of specific 
desires of people, like in the same way you would market like a box of chocolates or something right, like right. that, right? So uh, people, if people want to read your essay, they can find it on BuzzFeed.com. Anything else about the relationship that you want to leave us with? I mean, I just want them to be together. Like, everyone, if, you know, call your moms, get the, get into your moms, moms. (laughs) get into your mom's WhatsApp chain and pray for Gigi and Zane to get back together. Okay. If it's, you know, and, and like, obviously if it's, if it's, if it's a healthy relationship. Okay. Also, I just hope Mashallah, that I, you're a great auntie to them. You know, that's how I am. But I hope that I hope that I find new hobbies because I think that this is probably getting sad. Is, <laughs> I don't think there's anything sad about it. They're fascinating. And I think actually you gave me an analysis for them that I didn't know how to put to words, which is that they're just like regular people. I think like there's a lot of weight put on Muslims, especially of different backgrounds to like yeah. represent something. You know what yeah. I mean? They're either like breaking race boundaries or they're like trying to be exceptional f- people that like, you know, can show people that like um, Muslims in America can work. Yeah. Um, they could have faced that or Muslims in America or the UK. They could have faced that pressure. But truly they didn't. They were like, nah, you know, we're attracted to each other for reasons that are like very intuitive to us. And we don't need to talk about it. Like we're just yeah. we're just going to be ourselves. Yeah. Uh, people should read your essay because it's fucking amazing. It's so Thank good. Uh, where can people find uh, your work? Great question. Twitter.com slash Sara Yassin. And your newsletter. And my newsletter called Please Kill Me. Tinyletter.com slash Please Kill Me. If you look at my BuzzFeed bio, you could probably see my essay. Thanks for joining us. And Thank you for having me. Can I me. say Zain Malik Gigi Hadid? Oh, God. ZG Zindabad. ZG Zindabad. ZG Zindabad. There we go. That means long live ZG. It's perfect. (laughs) This episode is produced by Megan Dietrich, Rana Akbari, Julia Ferlin, and me. Additional production support from The Pod Squad. Our music is by The Kaminas. You can find them at kaminas.bandcamp.com. Find me on Twitter at RadBrownDads and on Tumblr. You can follow the show on Twitter and on Facebook, where you'll also find our videos. Email us at something at BuzzFeed.com with questions and concerns. Um, leave us a review on iTunes so more people can find us. I'm Amadil Yakber. Thank you for listening.